some people go, oh, this is all about guilt and blame. Absolutely not. This is 100% about giving you the power back, giving you your power back, which may have been taken away when you were very young because somebody said, you, you can't make decisions like that. You can't do that. You can't, can't, can't. We hear more can'ts than we do cans usually growing up. So yeah, it's just look at your life and that often tells you what your beliefs are. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, so let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Robin Graham. Robin is a results-oriented entrepreneur who helps people and organizations overcome barriers to high performance by bridging the awareness-action gap. Robin is a certified instructor and practitioner in behavioral performance. In 1997, she was one of the first certified instructors of Psych-K in the world. She has served as an international representative to businesses, providing workshops and certifications for organizational leaders around the world. She is currently director of training for Psyche International, and Robin has trained and presented locally and internationally to audiences ranging from small groups to large conferences. She is available for private coaching, group workshops, or speaking engagements. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Drew. It's an honor to be here. So glad to be uh, joining you today. Yeah, and and so Robin and I connected over. Well, I, I met. Well, first of all, just to go back, I, you know, the whole reason I got into Psyche was when Bruce Lipton was on the show. We've had him on the show a few times, and he was he he said point blank to me, he's like, Drew, you need to you need to do Psyche, and then and then I mentioned that Robin was my instructor, and he was very excited. He said Robin is amazing. And Robin, it, Robin is amazing. And um, so that's how we connected over the summer. So it's great to uh, be with you again. Absolutely. Thank you. We love Bruce. So I'm <laughs> so excited to be following in his coattails. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I love first just to hear a little bit about your background and, and and sort of what drew you to to Psych K and, and energy psychology? I know I know you have a really interesting background in athletics and um, business, the world of business, and would just love to hear your background. Oh sure, I'll see if I can put it into a short version. So I, as you mentioned, competitive athlete. I was a competitive swimmer for many years, and then a synchronized swimmer. And one of the things in competitive swimming that was the mantra was no pain, no gain you know, always push forward, set. So I, I learned how to set personal goals in the pool. But when I did it in my personal life around things that I wanted, there was more frustrating results than achieving my goals. And then fast forward, I, I joined the corporate arena and um, ultimately was a corporate national accounts manager for an organization, international organization. And one of the things I recognized was that I was way overworked and I was very frustrated and I had little joy. And so this theme of frustration kept showing up uh, through many circumstances. I ended up an entrepreneur in 1988. Yeah. And uh, no, I'm sorry. I became an entrepreneur in 1990. And in that, I discovered some 
mindset shift from being in a corporate where somebody else is sending you a paycheck to being on your own and creating it. And there was a huge shift in my mind that needed to happen. And I struggled and I was frustrated with that. And I also, at the same time, discovered personal development and guiding others um, through their personal recognition. However, I was presenting traditional methods of goal setting, doing affirmations, but I knew I had this integrity gap because I knew they weren't working in my own life, and yet that's all we knew to, to teach. So I got really curious when I was listening to a video, and it was about personal beliefs and how impactful beliefs are in our life. And so I sort of opened that door, and holy moly, it just pulled me in like a vortex. And synchronicities occurred around things. And one of the beautiful things that happened is I was introduced um, to the originator of Psyche. K. His name is Rob Williams via a presentation he did at a conference. And when I heard his presentation, it was like every cell in my body lit up. And I just knew that I had to know more about this. So that was in 1994. I, a few months later, attended the basic workshop, which is our foundational in-person workshop. And even though I was drawn to this and I wanted to be there, I questioned and I doubted everything. <laughs> and I came from information technology. So I was very left brain oriented, um, if people understand what that is. So I was very doubtful and questioning everything. Yet there was still that little spark inside of me that said, I recognize this. This is profound. Stay here and, and give this a chance. Um, when I got home, what I realized very quickly within about a week is that an automatic anger reaction to a specific situation was completely changed. And, and I explored what happened and I tried to justify it in all kinds of ways, but ultimately I could not justify the change anything except what occurred during the workshop the week before. So that sparked me even further. I continued to use it with my friends, my family, um, friends started referring people and I'm a corporate consultant at this point and I'm like this is just this isn't my job and what I realized is I absolutely loved doing this work and the joy and the vitality the energy that I got from this versus the beautiful opportunity in corporate consulting but I switched my entire business over to Psyche K in 1995 or 6 and then, as you mentioned, in 97, Rob invited me to be one of the first instructors in the world. And all I can say is it was learning Psyche has been a pivotal point in my entire beingness. Uh, it has been, a, is, has been, is a joy to support and guide others. You know, it, seeing them, them being people that I teach or, you know, uh, facilitate private sessions with, Seeing them experience more joy and peace in their lives rather than frustration, it's sort of a full circle experience. So that that's the short version of my <laughs> What, you know, without obviously getting into the metho methodology, I mean, people have to take it um, to, learn, to learn the how, but what do you think makes Site Case so powerful? You know, it's a great question because, and I... I'll attempt to answer it in a short way. It's one of the things about Psyche is that it is powerful, yet it's also simple and effective. And the key is that we're accessing and rewriting subconscious beliefs, and it's done in an accelerated way. 
So one of the things I think the power of it is, is that we completely support the individual to do the work. So we're not doing it on somebody. We're not um, creating it for them. The individual is discovering how to align themselves through the processes of Site K, but how to align themselves so that they, let's say they consciously define the desired goal, but if your subconscious has a different opinion, you're going to sabotage yourself. So with Site K, the power is all three concepts of ourselves come together. Our conscious desire for a particular desired goal, our subconscious beliefs to support us in moving in that direction, and we ensure that it's all aligned with whatever your highest consciousness or your highest best um, is for you in your life. So, you know, the power of change is not outside the individual. The power of change is actually in the individual. And Psyche is really just the key to activate that. Hmm. You know, I'm just wondering if, Robin, this just this kind of just popped into my mind, but but how did how did Rob just like, how did he come up with this whole program? Have you ever had that conversation with him? Oh, absolutely. And he actually has a book, The Missing Peace in Your Life. And peace is P-I-E-C-E and P-E-A-C-E. So two versions of peace. But it's explained in that book, actually. Um, and there's some videos online around it. But the, the short version is he was a therapist. Well, he actually was a corporate manager in organization. And then everybody came to him to talk out their issues. And he realized he was a natural therapist, went back to school and became a therapist. But his origin was results-based. Therapy, he felt, was more process-based. And he was frustrated with not getting results. And he also was a seeker and had explored all kinds of things, modalities um, in his life. And again, a moment of frustration. He yelled basically at God and said, if I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm doing, what am I supposed to be doing? And he actually got an, an answer in his mind. And that was the origin of Psyche. Mm. So there's more to it, but that's, that's, that was in 1987 or eight. I don't remember. 19, I'm sorry, 87 or 88. I don't remember exactly the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so it's, it's very interesting how you talk about you know, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the, the higher self. Um, and I know when Bruce, Bruce Lipton was on, he was saying that, you know, not only that, but just how much more powerful the subconscious mind is than the conscious mind. And, and maybe you could, maybe you could speak to that. And also just how many negative beliefs that we have is kind of surprising. Right, exactly. So yes, yeah, so the the we think we're running our lives by our conscious choices. But in science, and you can go find this in a lot of places, but in science, it's now been shown that our conscious mind really is only 5% of our capacity. Our subconscious is 95%. And so the big joke is we think we're consciously making all the decisions. And actually, the initiation of our actions and decisions are based in the subconscious. The subconscious you can think of as being like the operating system and the hard drive in our computers. And then the conscious mind is like the display. So you know your display doesn't work if you don't have quality operating system and quality um, hard drive. And so the amazing thing is that up until age seven, we are like little hypnagogic sponges. 
and everything that's occurring around us, we're taking in and we don't have the ability to discern whether it's right or wrong, true or false for us. We're just receivers at that point. And so when Bruce talks about, I think like up to 60% of our beliefs are actually negative and disempowering, perhaps that's because in childhood, those around us didn't realize all of this and said things to us, for example, instead of our behavior is bad, they might have said, oh, you're so bad. You are so bad, not your behavior is bad. And so we take in these beliefs that we are bad. And there's a lot of examples of those. That then becomes an ongoing belief that impacts our self-worth, our confidence. It may not be that we do bad things in life, but we don't feel we're worthy or we don't feel that we're able to, to take risks because we were told, you know, don't take risks. There's lots of things that we learn as children. You know, one simple example is don't talk to strangers, which is a great thing to learn as a young child. Um, but as an adult, if that's still a belief that's running for you, then meeting people at a party or at a networking meeting is going to be fearful and you're going to resist it and it's not going to be joyful. So, Robin, what what happens when when the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are in conflict? Like, we you know, we want to we, we want to like you said earlier, we want to will ourselves to do something. But we have this belief, this subconscious belief that seems to be like completely in contrast and we're really struggling. Um, I, I guess, does that just play out as a struggle in our lives? It often does. Yes. It will play out as struggle. It will play out as what people call sabotage, you know? So I'm going to go, you know, buy a new car. And then when we go, look, we can't ever find a new car. And part of it is we have a belief that we don't deserve a new car. We may not be conscious of that belief, but our actions show us what's true at the subconscious level. So we will see these conflicts. And what's beautiful is to start to become aware of that, observe where in your life is there resistance? Where in your life are you struggling? And is that actually uh, what life is supposed to be? No. What is it within you that's creating that? So it's not about blaming you for anything. Some people go, oh, this is all about guilt and blame. Absolutely not. This is 100% about giving you the power back, giving you your power back, which may have been taken away when you were very young, because somebody said, you, you can't make decisions like that. You can't do that. You can't, can't, can't. We hear more can'ts than we do cans usually growing up. So yeah, it's just look at your life and that often tells you what your beliefs are. And, and it's interesting how you, how you've said, you know, as you said, it's, it's a simple, you know, it's, it's a very powerful process, but it's very simple. And that echoes what Bruce said when he said, you know, I don't work harder anymore. It's like, I, I just install the right programs and things unfold very effortless. Exactly. Exactly. So the idea is if I want to um, try to think if I want to take a new job and I'm going to go work through getting a new job and doing whatever the resumes are or whatever I need to do. But I have a belief that oh, I don't know if I'm good enough to have that job, then I'm going to try and override my belief by working harder. And so I use a lot of energy doing X, whatever X is. Mm. Once you shift that internal belief that I deserve a great job or I deserve whatever I'm worthy of, 
you know, there's lots of these beliefs that we could talk about. But once you shift that at the subconscious level, now you have free energy to use in a different way. So the, you know, moving through mud, you don't have to move through the mud anymore. Now you're in a free walk to the desired goal rather than sludging through it, which takes a lot of energy. So that that would be how I would reference what Bruce also talked about. It's really amazing. I mean, and I, and I felt this too, Robin, when I did, when I did, you know, the workshop with you is just, it, it, it is amazing how, how we really do have this belief that it's got to be hard. It's got to be a struggle. It's got to be difficult. And, and yet this process, it really, it makes it quite easy. And it's like, when you make these, when you have the right beliefs, it's like, you really don't have to, to work hard. And, and I guess that belief is, is, is a core belief that really needs to change. <laughs> it is. You know, for me, I learned that um, in swimming, you know, in athleticism, I learned no pain, no gain. Not everybody is an athlete, but you still learn that, you know, in the United States, at least we have this work hard ethic, which I'm not, you know, we're not saying you don't work hard, but it's the internal energy of moving in that direction that gets resolved so that, you know, I work long hours just like you do. But I'm I'm also able to shut it off and I have relaxation time and I'm able to not worry. Worry takes a lot of energy. <laughs> and I used to use a lot of energy around that. And I don't anymore. You know, it's it, I do what I need to do. If I don't finish something during the at the end of the day, then I let it go and it will get done the next day. And you know what? I have more energy during the day to get more done without worrying so much. Hmm. This episode's sponsor is Microbiome Labs. For the last nine years, Microbiome Labs has been committed to advancing understanding of the human microbiome. They're at the helm of innovation, putting new formulations and technology in the hands of healthcare practitioners and patients. Among many other novel innovations, MBL can now help improve the gut-brain connection with their ZenBiome Cope and ZenBiome Sleep products. Maybe it's been a while since you've re-examined your probiotic choices, the science around the microbiome or novel solutions that are coming out every day. Microbiome Labs will be here at the forefront of science, continuing to pioneer health in this space. For more about this strain and other gut microbiome products, just visit microbiomelabs.com. And as a special bonus for the Drew Perlman Show listeners out there, receive 15% off your total order from Microbiome Labs by just using the discount code that is in the show notes. What do you mean when you say real change? Well, I think we know what you, what you mean, but what do you mean when you say real change starts from within? Well, so it's back to the idea of the subconscious. So our beliefs and our perceptions impact absolutely every decision and action. So if we want to change something externally, we have to start internally first. So, you know, a metaphor would be if we want our car engine to run better, but we only wash the outside of the car, it's going to look good, but the engine's not going to be any better, right? So we really have to go in and work internally with the subconscious in order to get change that we're looking for externally. And, and many people are, and they don't, we don't always think in those terms, like we think we got to you know, it's my job is the problem or, or my, my partner or this person or that person. Correct. But we're Correct. not. Right. Yeah. So as an example, I had a client um, who was very frustrated with her job 
And she was like, I've got to go find a new job. And she had been in this company for years. And I said, do you like the company? And she goes, oh, I love the company. I just, I hate the job. And I, so we did some balances around, or balances are the names of our change processes. And we did some balances around seeing opportunities. Not that we focused on opportunities inside the organization, but just opportunities for her to expand and, and that she deserved to, to have um, a job that she loved, et cetera. And what was fascinating is within, she never said anything to anybody inside the organization. Within a week, they came to her and said, you're being underutilized and we think you would be great in this new position we're just starting. So she ended up within a week getting a new job in that company and doubling her salary. And this was just, like you said, by making some changes in her beliefs through these balances you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Integrating what, what we do is we identify what's, what's the problem? What's the issue that you are experiencing? And then what do you want instead? And we create what we call a goal statement, which addresses a um, multitude of beliefs, but it addresses what you want instead. And then we go through a particular process and, and you can think of it as installing a new computer software. So we install that belief at the subconscious. And in her case, we probably did three or four around that particular topic. And then at that point, she, um, well, I'll just say we asked people to do a specific action that would support the changes that they've just identified. And I don't recall what she did, but she did some action, maybe updating a resume or something. And, and then the invitation is just stay open and curious. So here's what, you know, the catch with Psyche is it is so simple. It's not hard work. And people with that overlay of it has to be hard and difficult to get change are shocked at how easy things can happen. So again, for her, within a week, she had a new job in the same company that she loved. Mm, wow. It doesn't always happen instantaneously. I do want to say that. <laughs> um, some people experience immediate results. For example, we can focus with resolving, a, let's say, a fear of heights or a fear of flying. Those are usually pretty instantaneous when people go to test it, um, that they notice that they're fine. Other people may notice a gradual shift, um, like they, they, there's a person that they get angry with or pushes their triggers them or whatever. And you know, over a course of a few days or weeks, they notice that they're more aware of that person. And then all of a sudden they recognize they're actually compassionate with that person. And they're either choosing how to respond rather than react, or they're actually choosing not to engage at all. Hmm. And the other funny thing is sometimes people completely forget what they were shifting and they only realize it when somebody else says, you know what, you used to be afraid of heights. Why are you on this hike right now? And they're like, oh, I forgot I was afraid of heights. <laughs> because when we change our subconscious, we are a new being right after that. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it, that part is instantaneous. Your subconscious instantaneously changes. Sometimes it's a little slower to see it in the third dimensional reality out here. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. I mean, and and that's that's what really intrigued me about the whole thing when when Bruce was saying, you know, boy, he said if you looked at my life prior to Psyche, it was really a mess. Mm -hmm. And then my life after Psyche and Yeah, changing. all of us have all of us have that. The before Psyche life and the after Psyche. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Um so, so Robin, just some final questions I'd love to get your, your thoughts on. Um, and actually, this is based on a guest I had on the show 
by the name of Steve Gross. And he has this, um, he does a lot of work with, with children and he's got this great practice. He calls it the playmakers practice. And I, and I'd love to ask, ask you a few questions from it. And the, actually the first question that Steve asks people is what brings you the most joy? Mm. You know, it's interesting when somebody asks me most of something, that's such a qualifier because there's a lot of things that bring me joy. Um, waking up every day with curiosity about what's going to happen. Um, if I had to pick one, I actually would say what we're talking about, sharing psyche, offering, seeing the light turn on in people, seeing people remember their divine essence. That just brings me joy. And, and the gift is I get to do this every day. Nice. Another question from, from uh, the Playmakers Practice. Well, it's another, I guess they're all most questions, but what are the, <laughs> what are the things that make you feel the most strong and balanced? Uh, so I would say based on life before Psyche and life after is when there's a situation that has some drama in it or there's an anger scenario going on. Now I don't get drawn into it and I stay centered. And what I know I'm doing is bringing a calming energy into the room. Sometimes that impacts the whole scenario. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's my choice. Um, and it's more subconscious than conscious, but it's my choice now to stay in a calm state. And then I can make a decision as to what action to take or to walk away and not engage at all. So it just, you know, that's an example when I feel strong and balanced. Beautiful. And, and what are the things that make you feel most engaged and inspired by life? That one would take me into nature. So seeing, I love mountains and seeing the immensity of mountains and the beauty of flowers and just nature in itself. I recently got to go see the Aurora Borealis. The dance of the Aurora is, is just inspiring. Wow. Um, so really, you know, watching the gift of nurturing and the love in animals. You know, there's so many videos of animals and we think animals are just animals, but you can watch polar bears love their babies. You know, there, there's all kinds of animals that show love to each other, even across species. Um, and so what that makes me realize is that we think we're separate from nature, but we're part of it. And what, what challenges us that animals and nature doesn't, don't necessarily have is our limiting beliefs and perceptions. And that shadows our ability to be in the awe of our own lives. Mm. So let's be inspired by our own life by letting go of, you know, that limitation. You know, I love animal videos too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've really gotten into, there's a, there's a, this, this really inspired by this guy. I don't know if you've come across him. His name is Niall Harbison. And he, he's basically taking care of the stray dogs in Thailand, and he posts these unbelievable mm. like like turnaround that he that he that he helps these dogs that have no one right to to look out for him. Aww. And he he travels around on his scooter and he's feeding like hundreds and hundreds of dogs, and he brings some of them and medicine. But it's very very inspiring work. Aww. But but I know I love those videos too. Well, and you know, just I have a cat and you know I've had dogs and they are just in my opinion just pure unconditional love. They have their own opinions about things that, you know, a cat will definitely tell you something. A dog will definitely tell you something and their behavior that they like or dislike. But they are so quick to forgive and they just are just little bundles of love. So, no question. I, yeah, beautiful. Thank you. I'll yeah. look him up. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy him. And he's got this great Irish accent and he's always just um <laughs> And, uh, An Irishman yeah. in Thailand, huh? Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, great, great, very inspiring work. Um, so something else, if someone is listening right now and, and they are feeling a little hopeless, a little powerless about their life, about their future, if they happen to be with you, what, what might you tell them? Well, it's interesting because I just had this with somebody just a couple days ago. Um, one of the things I would say is to change what you're focusing on. So if we're feeling hopeless or powerless, that's because our focus is on that. So just the other day I was talking to somebody and, and one of the things he said is, I am such a failure. I failed at everything in my life and nothing is ever going to work. And I know him. So I said, well, what about this and this? And I just gave some examples of things that I know he had accomplished. And then I asked him to list some more. And what else, you know, had he accomplished? And he, you could tell just doing this, the energy in his voice changed because he realized it's that statement, you know, I'm a failure at everything was absolutely not true. But he, that's what he was focused on, and that was the hole he was in. So by switching what you focus on, you can pull yourself out of the hole. The other thing um, that I would suggest is to write out what you're grateful for. So most often we measure what we're grateful for by external things. You know, there's a measurement of grateful. Um, and we forget the little things, just like we are able to breathe this morning. We can walk. People that can't walk or can't breathe, they are very grateful when they can again. So what I invite people to do in that scenario is write out 25 things that you're grateful for. Now, the first few might come easy, but you have to keep asking yourself, what am I grateful for? And, and things will start to come up out of the subconscious that you hadn't thought about. Maybe you're grateful for, you know, the last moments that you sat with your grandmother before she passed away. I mean, various things can come up that you're grateful for, write them all down. Hmm. And then when you go back into any time feeling hopeless or powerless, review that list and take one new action, you know, again, focusing on something new, take one new action to pull yourself out of that. Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. And if you do psyche, of course, do some psyche. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone wants to, Let's just say someone's curious. They listen to this and they want they're they're interested in psyche. Um, what 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 could, what could they do as like a first step if they wanted to get like more information or well I mean we'll get we'll get more into this later but I guess if you want to answer it now as well. Yeah. So if you're curious about it, you can always go to YouTube and type in psyche and the official psyche website um, is or sorry YouTube channel is there. Lots of videos and stuff up there. A lot of uh, interviews with Rob uh, you can find there also. There's a lot of people that other have other videos. Some of them are good and some of them are um, not, not that they're bad for Psyche. Hey, they're just saying things not necessarily correct. Um, I've got a website, interactivebeliefs.com. So that's inner, I-N-N, -N, so two N's, Nancy Nancy, interactivebeliefs.com. And I am upgrading it right now. So unfortunately, some of, I only have a few videos on there. But again, I have a YouTube channel um, if you want to go to that. And then the main Psyche website is Psyche.com. And that's P-S-Y-C-H-K.com. And on that website, you can read a lot about um, all of Psyche. And there's some reference videos on there also. So people love videos. So we're trying to do more videos also.
That's great. And really, my final question is, if you could travel back in time, say 40 years or so, what what words of wisdom would your current self share with your younger self? You know, what pops up in my mind is to stop with the self-judgment. Um, I grew up looking at everybody else thinking, oh, they have it all together and I don't and I'm not good enough and low self-confidence and all of that. And you know what, what we discover when you when you speak to people and they actually share their truth is we all have that self-doubt and even the most chosen out there have their moments of doubting themselves or they're just pushing through. So I would just say, stop the self-judgment, um, explore, you know, what do you like? What do you dislike? Determine, and it, it might change over time, obviously, but determine who you are, be true to yourself and laugh, enjoy life. <laughs> mm. Beautiful, Robin. Well, thank you so much. So again, we, you know, you, you've mentioned where people can go to find you, where they can learn more about Psyche. Um, you can also listen to my last interview with Bruce Lipton if you want to hear some of his experiences with Psyche called Reprogram Your Life. And um, yeah, and we'll, we'll also link up in the show notes as well. So Robin, thank you so much for coming on today. Beautiful. Thank you, Drew. Thank you for the questions and the exploration and your use of Psyche in your own life. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.